Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and you're listening to another episode of Funding the Dream. Hope things are going well for you. I always appreciate you joining me for a few minutes out of your day to chat, to listen, to, uh, to share the things that I'm learning, the things that you're learning, and everything that's happening in the Kickstarter world and beyond. I want to say also thank you to some of our sponsors. One of the Kickstarter campaigns that you should take a look at is Rise of Tribes from Breaking Games. Uh, one of the things I like is some of the graphics that they've done. They've actually done um, the ability to show some of the game mechanics through um, simulation. And what I mean by that is, is that they've used graphic design where the tokens are moving themselves, that type of thing. It's very attractive, and they've used it to identify and highlight a couple of key components of the game. Take a look at breaking, uh, Rise of Tribes, Breaking Game. It runs through July 6th. All right. You know, the other day – oh, by the way, uh, no guest today. It's just you and I. We're going to talk for a few minutes because I, I came across something the other day that, that perplexed me a little bit. And I thought, you know, we should talk about it. And what it was is that I, in my life, in my regular job, what I do for a living is I spend a lot of time on social media. And I don't spend a lot of time doing social media. I spend a lot of time talking about, thinking about, and working with others on social media. And I've talked about this in the past a little bit on the show. But one of the things I do is I work with senior executives in the tech industry to help them understand how to use social media to be an effective leader and to have an effective voice and effective presence online. You know it's not easy for you. It might be easy. It might be just something, hey, you're out on Facebook, you're doing some stuff, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on LinkedIn, you're, you're making and engaging and it comes natural. Now, sometimes it has to do with an age issue some, because the younger generation, my kids, uh, I have five daughters, are very active on social in a variety of different capacities. I feel bad every once in a while when I want to send them something, I have to ask them what their email address is and I feel like an old timer email address. I was listening to a friend of mine by the name of Matt Watts, and he was telling the story on stage at a conference that I was at. And he mentioned that he walked in and it's his nephew. His nephew was, I think, uh, five, maybe eight, something like that. And, and his nephew comes into the, his home and he doesn't say, hello, Uncle Matt, or nothing like that. He says, hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? Well, Matt laughs and says, okay, you know, tell you what, I'll send it to you with your email address. What's your email address? I'll just send it to you. And the kid says, what's email? That's how far we've come that fast with technology changing the way that we communicate. And the purpose of this conversation is, is that how do you use social media effectively to build your personal brand? Now, in the few minutes that we have together, I can't go into too much depth, but I want to tell you the story about what prompted this particular episode. I was online. I was uh, a friend of mine out there was posting something on Facebook, and he brought up LinkedIn. And he mentioned that he was on LinkedIn and something happened. And then I noticed that the comments that started to come out of this conversation were a series of people who were quite proud of the fact that they are not on LinkedIn, that they haven't got a profile, they're not out there, they're not looking for a job, you know, they're small business owners. And I thought, wow, that is so odd to be proud of not participating in the online conversation. So I said something. Of course I did. That's what I do. And I made a comment out there about the fact that I had just come out of training, training 20 to 30 individuals. I just come from a conference where I did nine sessions on training people on how to use social media, mostly around social selling, but it was around the idea of using a social media as a presence to build your profile. 
And so I kind of mentioned that, and here are some reasons I mentioned. And the person came back and said, you know, I don't need to be involved with communities or anything. You got anything more than that because I'm really not interested in it. So what I did is I took a, a, an effort, and I went out and Googled this person's name. And it was a fairly unique name. It was so unique that very little came up with their name when I typed it in, which is, which is unusual in itself. And I dug around and I dug around. And, you know, with five daughters, I do a lot of cyber stalking. So I'm actually pretty good at this. And I tracked down that this individual owns a game store and a video game store in Tennessee, I think. I found a blog with no branding, but it was an active blog, but it had very little branding. I found some videos on YouTube from 2014 that showed a little bit of the store, but I saw very little else. There was no LinkedIn profile. There was no Twitter handle. There was really nothing on – there was a little bit on Facebook because that's where I had met him. I hadn't connected to him. And so I came back to this individual, and I posted uh, and said, you know, I went out and looked, and there's not much I can do because it's obvious you've taken a – a proactive step to have no presence. Now, I understand there might be privacy issues. There might be other reasons. But if you're in business, if you do business of any kind, why aren't you on social media? And if not only do if you do business, but if you engage in any kind of communities. And so some could say, well, you know, I'm on Facebook. That's good enough. All right, that's understandable. But if your customers and your prospects are somewhere else, Shouldn't you be there? So let's talk about a couple of things. One I'm going to talk about, should you be on every media, uh, social media platform? Well, the answer is yes and no. I compare it to real estate. Grab the land now. When the time comes for you to participate and build up your infrastructure or your brand, you'll already have gained a handle on, let's say, Twitter, where Twitter is a unique, you got only one Richard Bliss can be out there, and I happen to be that Richard Bliss. So whether I was ready to get on Twitter or not, I grabbed Richard Bliss. Grab your name, grab your brand, and hold on to it until you're ready. So, And then pick the social media that works for you, but don't be proud of not participating in the other ones. Keep a toe, you know, a little bit dip of a toe. Be aware of what's happening because you never know where you're going to make that connection. So I want to talk to you about LinkedIn specifically. One of the things I do is I talk about how to have a LinkedIn profile. Now, when I do social selling training, I ask people, how many of you are on social media? Every hand goes up. Everybody's on social media. How many of you use LinkedIn? Everybody's hand goes up, except for obviously this person that prompted this whole conversation. And I'm like, really? So let me ask you, because this is what I ask them. What do you use LinkedIn for? Well, those who are honest, and you're probably thinking the same thing, you use it to find your next job. That's what LinkedIn was built for, all about. That networking in the business community and then putting your resume out there or your CV so that people can see you. And then when you make a contact and you're looking to get a job, that they can look at your LinkedIn profile and decide if they want to hire you. So a small business owner could easily say, I have nothing to do with that. I had a uh, one of the people I work with, his name is Tom Mendoza. He is um, the vice chairman of the company that I work for. The Mendoza School of Business at Notre Dame is named after him. Tom and I spent years and he said, I want nothing to do with LinkedIn. And in his case, why? He doesn't need a job. He doesn't need any kind of job like that. And, and then what he was afraid of is that people were going to start hitting him up for a job. And, and after a while, I was able to convince him to be on LinkedIn. And it had nothing to do with a job. Yes, that's how LinkedIn started, but that is not what is going on here. We are all in the business of being in business. 
doing something, whether we have a, a job that somebody else pays us or we work for ourselves, but we are in the business of a business. And that business means that we are spending the time to build relationships to, to make our jobs and our businesses successful. And if, and if you are limiting your relationships to the physical contacts you make on an individual basis, then you're limiting the ability for you to reach out and extend that network far beyond what you would normally be able to reach. In Tom's case, Mr. Mendoza, he, you know, he travels all over the world speaking to tens of thousands of people, yet he saw that he had the inability to reach out even more. And when I got him on LinkedIn, it's interesting, he'll post an article and uh, he'll have 12,000 people read it. He'll have contact from people all over the world who will come in and comment. He's meeting people that he would have never met. And so here are some things for you to think about with your LinkedIn profile. Let me tell you five things that you can do to set up your LinkedIn profile to make it more effective, not necessarily so that you're trying to get your next job, but if you and I met, let's talk to the gamers out there. You and I go to Origins or Gen Con and we meet. The chances that you have a business card or I have a business card are probably pretty slim. Maybe, except for I don't carry business cards. Why? Because you know my name, you can find me. If you want to communicate with me, you can find my email address, you can find my name, find me on Twitter, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook. You can find me and connect with me if you want to talk to me. And I can probably find you. I have to remember your name. So a business card would help me remember your name, but I'm probably going to remember your name if I want to stay in touch with you. So there are five pieces of information on your LinkedIn profile that you want to look at because... When you and I meet, the very first thing that I'm going to do is pull up my phone and look at your LinkedIn profile and then request a connection. And that's how we're going to stay in touch. And I wonder what it looks like when I reach out and look at your LinkedIn profile. Now, it's funny as I get to teach salespeople and executives. And when I ask them this question, I see them, the color drain out of their face. Because I'm like, let's go take a look at your LinkedIn profile right now as if I was a prospect or a business contact or somebody that you wanted to do business with, not as an employer or an employee relationship, but as a business relationship. What will I see when I look at your LinkedIn profile? Let's take a look. All right, here we go. Virtually, be with me. Keep your hands on the wheel or whatever it is you're doing. I'm typing in your name. Here we go. I'm in LinkedIn. I'm typing in your name. All right. Up comes your profile. There are five things I'm going to look at immediately. Here they are. Number one, I'm going to look at the banner. If you just have the generic blue with the little dots and lines that LinkedIn provides that says, oh, all right. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's not interesting. It's, it's okay. But is is there no personal touch to you? Is there no branding? If you own a business, do you have your business logo? If you are um, involved in a particular part of the world, Paris, London, Sydney, Dallas, Seattle, at least have something that tells me something about you immediately so I know that I'm looking at the right person and communicate something. Put some personal branding up there. It doesn't have to be personal like Facebook, but business personal. Put it up there. That's number one, the banner. The second thing I'm going to look at is your picture. I have one gentleman that I work with. He has his wedding photo up there from like 15 years ago when he's got the frilly, like the tuxedo with the frilly shirt and everything. I'm like, dude, you got to take that down. Put up a picture and don't put up the picture with your arm around the X and where you've cut off and it's only you and it's half a picture. No, 
Remember, you're trying to make an impression on me. We just met and you might want to do business with me in the future or I might want to do business with you. What kind of picture are you going to have there? Have a picture that makes it easy for me to recognize you. Uh, Last night I was talking to a gentleman, had a wonderful picture of him and his son. The challenge was I couldn't recognize him. I could tell it was a picture of him and his son, but I couldn't recognize and see him. So if I had met him before and I couldn't quite remember details. When I look at the picture, I can't see him. He's off in the distance with his son. Bring that picture up close. That picture is your calling card. It's how we as human beings connect and remember each other. Make that picture a good looking picture. If you want, you can have a little bit of fun, put, you know, out in a a setting or something, or it can just be a professional headshot that you take, but get a good quality picture and put it up there. Number two, now that this is number three out of five. So number one was the banner. I'm going to look at that. Number two, I'm going to look at your picture. Number three, I'm going to look at your title. And title is a little bit of a misnomer. Oftentimes we'll see account manager. What in the world is an account manager? Or something generic. No, take the time. Write it out. Uh, Innovative game store owner. Innovative designer of art or whatever. Put something in there that if I was typing in looking for somebody of your specialty and expertise, that it would pop up with keywords. We're back to the whole SEO keyword thing. It works in that title. Don't make it just one or two, three words. Make it, you know, spread it out. Make it look. If I was to look up my LinkedIn profile right now, and I'll just give you an example. Not that mine's perfect, but I do get paid to do this. So um, I guess I'm not, I, I'm close enough to an expert on this. Mine says, architect of executive social strategy, content creation to personal branding, developing the digital executive. Now, do you have an idea what I do? Absolutely. Just from my, quote, title. It doesn't say manager or VP or executive. It doesn't say any of that. It says, no, it says what I do, not necessarily the title that's been given to me to do that. So look at that title, work on that title. If you own a game store or a game company or you uh, are a filmmaker or you're a script writer, do something there that helps people understand what it is that you do because that's why they're looking at you. They want to decide if they want to keep a relationship with you and what kind of value you're going to bring to that relationship. All right, that was number three of the five. Number four, I've looked at your banner. I've looked at your face. I've looked at your title. Now I'm going to look at your summary. Now, unfortunately, most people put the summary as the summary of their work history. That is not what goes in the summary. Your work history is called experience, and it goes down below where we get to see all those different companies that you've worked for since high school. Actually, they probably shouldn't put them in there since high school, but you know what I mean. The summary is a value story that you tell about yourself. I, Richard Bliss, am passionate. I believe in this. I want to do that. So to give you an idea, my mine starts off with today's challenges. Today's challenge for leaders is learning to be comfortable with the need for self-branding and a personalized social media presence. To be successful, you need to do this. As an author and public speaker, I have traveled the world, and no matter where I am, I see the same problem. As an experienced content marketing and social media coach, I work with executives at NetApp, helping them, curious and passionate about what drives corporate success. I'm obviously paraphrasing. But the idea here is is that I'm telling you a story about what drives me and what I find value and what I see in the world. That summary gives you a better understanding of who you're going to be dealing with when it comes to our relationship. What value am I bringing to this relationship? Okay, you got it? Now, let me tell you, this isn't easy. 
Writing a summary about yourself and the value you bring is very difficult. So here's a piece of advice I would try. One, sit down with a, a person. You can do it with your spouse, but sometimes that's, or your significant other, that's difficult. So find somebody, take your phone, turn on a recording and sit down and tell them what drives you, what brought you here. Why are you doing what you do? And particularly in the Kickstarter space, there's a really interesting side to that. But you might not be doing Kickstarter on your LinkedIn. You might be doing something. Kickstarter might be a side thing. You're doing something else. Find a story, tell that story, and record it to somebody who you're making a pitch. You met them at a networking event. Oh, what is it that you do? Oh, I do this, and here's what I've been involved with it. How did you get involved with that? I got involved with it by doing this and this and this, all right? Take that recording. Make it about five to ten minutes. Take that recording and upload it to a site called Rev, R-E-V dot com. And for a dollar a minute, so about five to ten dollars, they will send you a transcript back the next day. Now take that transcript that you just spoke to someone without thinking about it and now turn it into that summary so that you can easily just edit it and put it out there. It makes it much easier. That's a secret that I use for doing a lot of writing and content. And speaking about writing and content, we come to number five. The fifth thing I look at on your LinkedIn profile is your activity. There's two types of activity. There's activity where you're participating and liking, commenting, and sharing. And there's activity where you're creating original content. Now, look, if I look at somebody's profile, there's a generic banner. They don't have a picture, a generic title. There's a limited summary. And there's no activity whatsoever. It makes me wonder if this person is even participating in the conversation. I am forming an opinion about them before I even talk to them. So what you want to do is, one, on occasion, once a month, once every other month, write something that you find uh, an insight that you have. 500 words is about a single word document. That's perfectly fine. Even 350 words, just something and post it out there with a nice little picture, some ideas that you have. Don't do it too much, but put something out there. And if you're uncomfortable doing that, the next thing you can do is start to like, comment, and share other people's content. And don't make it just about your own business. Make it about other people so that I can see how you're contributing and giving to the overall community that you participate in. That activity level tells me whether you're somebody who thinks about other people, who's sharing interesting ideas that you find. It tells me how interesting you really are. Now, look, those five things are kind of like getting your house in order when you have company over. You and I might never meet, but if I suddenly find an email from you or something, the first thing I'm going to do is look at your LinkedIn profile. And this is going to tell me who you are and the kind of relationship we're going to have. Okay, this is the type of training that I do and work with other individuals. Use it. Do not be proud of not showing up to the conversation. If you're not ready, then simply grab the real estate for now and hang on to it. And when you are ready, you'll have it. I, this, I'll end with this. When I have executives who hesitate to engage in social media for whatever reason, and they've got uh, lots of reasons, here's what I tell them and here's what I'll tell you. Your inability to use 25th century, 21st century communication tools calls into question your ability to lead or participate in a 21st century business. Don't be left over from the last century where you don't get along, you don't know what's going on, and you're out of touch. Don't be proud of ignorance. Ignorance is not bliss. Oh, I just had to end with that. Thanks for listening. Take care.